Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Help yourself your radio. And here we are once again, Mouth of the South Shore radio show on the Wrestling Perspective Radio Network. I am and will always be the Mouth of the South Shore, Eric Cordova. Should be joined by the Crav at some point in the hour. And uh, welcome to our new time slot because, well, we're getting older, we're getting hopefully wiser, but really we're getting more tired in this whole, you know, finishing the show at 10 o'clock thing. For a bunch of old men who are getting married, just uh, you know, just wasn't cutting the mustard, if you know what I mean. So we're going to take the show to 8 o'clock, take you up to the 9 o'clock hour now, and uh, hopefully everyone will enjoy the change. Hopefully you are settling in and doing whatever you need to do in your life, and this is a good time for you to listen to us talk whatever nonsense about wrestling. So we'll do just that. We'll talk about the build-up to SummerSlam and any big stories surrounding the WWE. Unfortunately, we also have a sad story to report on. So it's going to be a roller coaster. It's going to be a bumpy ride. So stay with us. And away we go. So I want to start this week's show. I don't want to do the somber thing right away. But I want to start it on what I think is one of the bigger stories. And that is October. I I know, October is a month. It's actually a few months from now. The crowd will be getting married. We'll be getting with the the pumpkin stuff and with the fall. But it's also going to be the debut of AEW on television. And it's also going to be the move of SmackDown to Fox. So we're going to get a lot of change in the wrestling world at that time. So this is like the home stretch. This is, uh, I suppose you would call it, I don't even know, the, the interim time, the change time, lame duck time. The, the, there's a lot to be said about what the next two months will bring. Because it may not even matter. And that's not to say that the stories won't continue, or with the Heyman and the Bischoff, they might not continue to change things, but we're about to have an interesting battle on our hands, and that's where we're going. That's that's the main thing that we're going to be looking at, not not necessarily on a weekly basis, you know, like that they're going to be going head-to-head head on television. No, that's not it's not the point of what I'm trying to say. But the ideas that are being brought to the table 
the idea of putting your best ideas forward, that's going to happen. And more than that, you're already starting to see the ramifications of these ideas. Now, what do I mean? It was, I don't know if you want to say rumored or announced, because I'm not totally positive on this, but the word is that the whole wild card rule is going to go away once Fox happens. And I I don't want to say I told you so, but I, I told you so. And in in that regard, I feel like it just makes sense. Because... I feel that when you look at it and you have two different decision makers involved, being Fox and USA, because look, they, I'm not saying they have, they're the be-all end-all, but I'm saying that they have a say. When you have that, you know that they're going to make claim to things like that. They're going to be like, hey, what's going on, right? And so... That's the story. I mean, that's what it is. And I, I I can't imagine any idea where you do something different. I, I cannot fathom Fox being like, yeah, cool. Like, we have Roman Reigns as our centerpiece. Yeah, go put him on Raw, too. No, they want to have their own stories their own identity. That's what Fox wants. And I don't blame them. Of course they should want that. Fox has every right to develop what they want to develop. They're apparently developing a new set. And uh, speaking of people who have never developed a set, we welcome onto the show the Crab. I was going to say you have some uh, mental developmental issues, but what are you going to do? You took you, you didn't give me enough of an intro to get there. But it's me. I am the Long Island Iced EV and I'm on. I'm here, I'm live and in living blackness, and it's fantastic. Terrific. How are you? Terrific. Well well, you know? me, well well first and foremost, no no no, hold on a second. You had an incredible weekend this past weekend. How were how was it? Tell the people about your weekend in Boston. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, um, I suppose I suppose you would say it was a a good weekend with the with the gentlemen of the bachelor variety. Um, well, I you could know, not could attend, have, so you clearly didn't have you didn't have the best time you possibly could. That may be true, but uh, we because did. You know, we did. You missed me. What? Yeah, so we did with the, uh, with, you were not, you were not, and you were missed, but we did the breweries, you know, spent a day with, with that, and a lot of, a lot of beer, a lot of food, um, you know, did the four o'clock game at the, at the Fenway Park, and I gotta tell you, have you been to a game at Fenway? I have. What did you think of Fenway Park? Well, to be fair, I haven't. I, we were in Fenway in 2013 or 2012. This was the early stages of my relationship with my now fiance. Uh, it was interesting. Um, I, I think the atmosphere surrounding Fenway Park is better than actual Fenway Park. 
Yeah, I would agree. I I was the expectations were high. I felt the and I when you looked at the map, like our seats looked pretty good when we bought them, and then you get there and there's a lot of obstructed views at that stadium. Plus, you when know, you're short, the, you need to boost your seats to see most things. So you can't no, compare your viewing experience than most other people's viewing experience. Well, I'll compare it to one of our fellow groomsmen who's over six feet tall and had the same experience. Just his poles in the way, you know, and it's it, like it makes it hard to follow the game. And, uh, you know, like I love the idea that I'm in Fenway and there's a this certain ambiance of like I feel the same way that people in the 1920s felt watching a baseball game. I guess there's some charm around that, but at the same time, I can't say that it was the best experience I've ever had at a baseball stadium because it, it just wasn't. You know, like well, the, the, the Yankees also lost. Did they not? Well, that too. And you know what else I was disappointed in? I thought the Boston fans were a little disappointing. I thought they should have been a little harder on us. I, I just didn't well, feel that's like your Friday night. Yeah, maybe so, but. I just felt like they should have been more animated than they were. It was sort of subdued, and that was well, a bit surprising. Well, that's baseball nowadays. Your, your rivalry with Boston sort of isn't existent anymore. To be fair, to be fair, the Yankees have a commanding lead on the division, and Boston is doing pretty well in the wild card hunt. But right. it's not there. It's nothing like it was. And at the risk of sounding like you, the grandpa of the show, like it's it, it's not what it used to be. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I you know I I kind of miss the animosity that would be there amongst the teams, amongst the fans. It just felt like all right, like we know this is a rivalry, but you know whoever wins wins. And I'm like, guys, this is a summer game. Like this is when baseball heats up, and I I don't know. So you know there was that and. uh like I said, overall, good experience, the whole thing, and now away we go with the wedding in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you excited? You pumped? You stoked? You ready? Yeah, yeah, let's go. You I mean, sounded, you, know, you sound really excited. Well, you know, people ask me this question all the time. They're like, "Are you nervous? Are you nervous about your wedding?" I didn't ask you. Did I ask I you if you were nervous? I asked if you were we, ready. I, the answer is yes. I was ready a year ago when I asked her to marry me, you know, and, and am I ready for all the things that go into the wedding itself? Almost, but that's not wedding related. That's like reception related or like cocktail hour related. There's just some things I still have to do, but you know, as far as like walking down the aisle and, and doing the thing and, you know, breaking the glass, I'm I'm ready to go. Yo, I can't wait for the day after my wedding. This way it's Why all the day done. After? It's all yeah. over with. We did it. It's exciting. And I'm done. I'm and done. now we're married I'm people, done. right? Yeah. But, like, not even yeah. that. Just, like, everything is over. Like, it's wonderful. There's, there's no drama with this and that. And it's, it, it, it's a pain in the dick sometimes. Yeah, like, you're telling me. Everything leading up to it. Now that the day will come and it's over, and you know yes. Uchu will help you in this department when you could finally, unlike Drake Maverick, consummate, consummate the marriage. marriage. Well, yes, if the day comes yeah. and you haven't, bluechew.com. Hey, you know what? That, oh, that was pretty good. We should hold on to that. We should, oh, we should okay. put that in the pocket. 
But and if you want to be able to hold on to it and put it in your pocket, BlueChew.com. No. Yeah, but, but we do have wrestling to talk about. And Drake we Maverick do. was a thing this past Monday. I love Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick, it's amazing that he's holding down basically two characters because he's one thing on Raw, and then on 205 Live, he's a totally different thing. Kind of weird. But I, I, it's good storytelling. Yeah, I mean, it, it's working. And, I mean, I got to tell you, though. You know, pe- people get, get on wrestling about the realism. And I, I tend to agree sometimes. Like, come on. do we Are we really supposed to believe that that woman is Drake Maverick's wife? Like, is that really the type of woman we think that Drake Maverick gets to marry? Come on. I would be... If I wasn't marrying my fiance, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, hugs, and you know all that garbage, I would not mind spending the rest of my life with one Madam Drake Maverick. I really wouldn't. Yeah, she's she a kitty pajitty. Good-looking human being. I I concur, but I I have to question whether or not that type of human being would end up with one like Drake Maverick. Yeah, you know, sometimes beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Your fiance is marrying you, no? That's fair. There, 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 there's like... got to be something there. Maybe what Drake Maverick's wife sees in Drake Maverick, your fiance sees in you. You're both shorter mm. than the average human being. You both have outkicked your coverage tremendously. Like, I, I, I could honestly see it. Like if if Drake Maverick's it can end up with his wife. There's no way you can end up with your significant other. That's all right. That's that's a fair comparison. Well, I'll take that. Boom. One. And that was almost a compliment. I'm gonna you know just make sure you stop there because that was scary close to a compliment. So. Yo, timestamp that. It's never happening again. <laughs> Not even on my wedding day. <laughs> you wish. No. Yeah, I know. But you're you're right and. I actually feel like Raw is starting to find a little bit of a stride in understanding what it's going to be doing. You know, as far as, far as like, what is Raw going to be? Because I think they're, they're trying to figure that out, and eventually it's going to peter into, as I was saying at the top of the show, eventually Raw is going to be a show that doesn't have SmackDown talent on it. The word is that they are going to get rid of the brand split when... Fox goes on the air with SmackDown Live, or SmackDown Friday, or whatever day they're going to. SmackDown Tape. Is it going to be Thursday, Friday? What is Smackdown it going to be again? Right, right. It'll be Friday evenings. It's going to happen after Shabbos. Yeah, that's that's rough. I don't know about that. But I think. But no, I um, think uh, it, it's going to be taped. I think it's still going to be taped on Tuesday though, which was kind of the issue. Okay when SmackDown wasn't live to begin with. Unless somehow right. Fox shells out the money to have it be a live production on a Friday evening. But Friday it's nights possible. are not really good slots for TV. Like, I don't understand... I don't understand the logic behind putting SmackDown on Fridays. Because Friday I don't nights... Know. And Sunday nights are like the dead zone for TV ratings. Well, Sunday I think is a little bit better because you get people... They're in bed, they, you know, it's, I got work tomorrow, let me watch a show. Family Guy seems to do all right on, on Sundays. Family Guy is yeah. also the second longest running animated 
episodic television TV show of all time. That's true. Actually, is it? No, it isn't. Third. The the second animated? It's been on the air technically since 99. Right. But there's a show that's been on the air since 1996 and hasn't ever left. That being South Park. South Park. Okay. Yeah. So the third. Because South Park somehow is still on the air all these years later. I don't know how they've done it, but they've done it. Either way. Good for that. Fox is, question mark. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to continue that. But Are you a, you're not a South Smackdown Park guy? Smackdown on Friday is going to be interesting. You're not I mean, a South I Park guy? I was when I was in like fourth, fifth grade. The Scott Tenorman episode is arguably the best episode of television ever. Mm. I love the Scott Tenorman episode. It's up there with the remedial chaos theory episode of Community. And if you haven't seen that, shame on you. It's fantastic. Go out of your way to watch this episode of Community. Do it. All right. No excuses. Yeah, I'm passionate oh. about it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to apologize. But wrestling. Yes. Wrestling. Um, Yeah, so back to that. Fox is going to get SmackDown, and it's going to get SmackDown talent. Raw is going to get Raw talent instead in USA. TNT is going to get AEW. This is all happening in October, by the way. So, a lot going on in October. Even, Even you. You're getting married in October, so uh, big big month over there. Big month, 10th month of the year. I refuse to confirm nor deny the date of my upcoming nuptials. I think it's everywhere. The they could be listening right now. They could be listening right now. There are things that I don't need put out into the universe. Don't need Fair that enough. type of juju. Okay. Well, either way, all that wrestling jazz is happening at that time, and. You right now it's just it's a lot of back and forth as to what it's going to be and what how WWE is going to counter because ju- I mean just right before I came on the show I'm reading an article where Cody Rhodes is like damn right there's going to be blood and guts it's what the what the business is built on meanwhile AEW and TNT said there will not be blood and guts on the television show so I don't know what that means I'm guessing. They're trying really hard to be like, hey, guys, we're going to be edgy. Like, without going overboard with it, they're trying to be edgy. And I don't think we addressed this on here, or at least I don't remember myself addressing it. But their attempt to do that included Cody taking a chair shot to the head, which is maybe the dumbest freaking thing I've ever seen in my life. And if that's their idea of being edgy, they're going to lose people. They're not going to gain people by doing that. Because... I think the their hardcore... version of edgy. I think the version of edgy is going to be like the Janela Moxley match because that was fantastic. That was just on the cusp of being like a CZW bloodbath sort of thing. That if that's what they consider to be edgy, then I'm great with that. And also, what Cody Rhodes said basically was tune into the pay per views to see the extreme stuff that we know you want to see that you're not getting from WWE. That's, that, that's basically what he said. If it's not going to be on their television, he's basically guaranteeing that on their pay-per-views, they're going to have things like that. And if, if that ends up being the case, that's fine. 
I don't have that much of a problem with it. I don't love that style of wrestling, but some people do, and I don't have an issue with it being one or two matches on a card. I don't, I don't like it when it's every match on the card. I think it gets a little repetitive and boring, but I think that about any style. So if they want to do one match a card with that, I'm fine with that. What I'm not fine with is unprotected chair shots to the head. I'm not fine with blading. I'm not fine with anything that puts wrestlers in immediate damage for their health and their life. Because you don't need that. If you want to say, well, that's what the business is built on, go take a look and see who's left from that part of the business. There ain't that many of them. We go to these conventions. There ain't that many people left. Is that what we want? Is that the future you want? Is to go, oh, there's like three guys left that I used to like. That's what you want? Well, that's I don't... because you're stuck in the past. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm moving forward and I'm saying stop doing that crap. I don't need chair shots to the head. I don't need people to bleed. If blood happens, blood happens. I'm not saying clean it up right away. I'm saying if it happens, it happens. But we don't need to make sure that guys, you know... Their foreheads look like, uh, I didn't want to know, but it, it don't look good. I've seen some of these up close. It's, it's, it's not pretty. It's not attractive. It's not good. And I don't need it. I don't, I've often said that, like, some matches are enhanced by it. And listen, I'll even suspend that, like, once a year. Like, once a year, if you have a true blood feud, like a feud that really, has gotten to the point where they hate each other. I can live with it. I cannot live with chair shots to the head. I can't live with diving headbutts. Anything that's causing concussions, I'm not cool with. Agree or disagree? I can agree with that to an extent. I don't need it. I don't need guys getting concussions. I don't need whatever stuff is going to happen to them. I don't need early death and suicide and, and murder and all that stuff that goes along with it. I don't but, but also, but also, nowadays, do you think the wrestlers would be doing that if they weren't willing to do it? Because we know so much about CTE, concussions, and the like, you don't think if somebody was uncomfortable enough to say, hey, I don't want to do this, do you think they'd be forced to do it? Absolutely not. So it's not necessarily on the company as much as it is the people involved with the actual vice. I will exactly. You don't think Cody? I know Cody something. wanted I, to I do cut that. You off. No, I know Cody what? wanted to take that share shot. That doesn't make it a good idea. I'll, I'll counter that with, with a Chris Rock line. You could drive a car with your feet if you want to. That don't make it a good idea. Yeah, it could oh, be God. done. I just threw up in my mouth. It's true. Then outside of my mouth, but the majority of it happened inside of my mouth. It, it's 100% true, though. And that's a, like, that, that's a drop if ever there was one. Yeah. Good Lord. But I don't see why. And, and look, I'm all for free will and choice, all that libertarian crap I usually preach. All for that. But Usually. Yeah, but I, I also would preface that with make good decisions in your life. Like, I don't think it's a good idea to drop acid. Doesn't mean that I think that the way to stop people from dropping acid is to like ban it and damn people to hell if they do it. Like we know why you shouldn't be doing it. 
I don't understand in any logical world why you would still do it, knowing why you shouldn't do it. And that's really my problem with it. And um, if the idea is, well, we, we need to be different from WWE, maybe be different in a way that's not going to make you look stupid compared to them. Because See, that's the, it, it doesn't make them look stupid to the people that are going to tune into AEW over WWE. But they're not it's looking not over for a completely new not fan base. They're, they're looking to take away the, the people who want that sort of stuff in WWE and aren't getting it. They're not trying to take Joe Schmo off the street and say, ooh, this guy has never seen wrestling in his life. Maybe he'll watch what we're doing. They're not doing that. That's what WWE is trying to do. And it's not working. They're just trying to take away the existing fan base from one to the other. Yeah, but that's not going to work because you're still going to get those people tuning. Like, it's not... The thing that, that's going to happen here is it's not going to be one versus the other. I mean, let's be honest. AEW is going to be on what, Wednesday nights? Yes. I, bl- I believe it's going to be Wednesday nights. So Wednesday has NXT. But you can watch NXT whenever you want because it automatically records on the network. So if given the opportunity, like people like you and me, we'll probably watch AEW as well as Raw on Monday. There's no reason you can't watch both. So it's not like it has to be one or the other. And I'm really, I feel the same way about this as I do politically, which is it's not a one versus the other. Like you can have your fill of anything. It's not, it doesn't have to be a choice. And that's the part I want to stress. And I want to get into it for this because I want you to speculate. Chris Jericho sent out a tweet. Are you there, buddy? Nope. Okay, good. So Chris Jericho sent, sent out a tweet uh, announcing that on the first ever episode of AEW, whatever they're going to call their show, he will be in a six-man tag match against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. His partners are yet to be announced. They're going to do a big surprise as the two partners. My question I'm to you I'm very is, ready to be disappointed by this. That was the question. I mean, do you think that there's anyone who is uh, – I'm going to throw some names at you. Tell me if it would be disappointing or exciting, all right? Lax. And that, that, that's what a buddy of mine automatically speculated. I'm, uh, I'm all right with it. Like, it, it doesn't move the needle. It shouldn't move the needle. Nobody cares about LAX. But, like, I could see it happening. Okay. The Revival. That would be awesome. Still not needle movers, but it's literally impossible. I'm not saying that everything's going to move the needle. Um, how about yeah, John Morrison and impossible. a partner? Or Johnny whatever. I Johnny really like a- that. Him and a partner? So this, jo- jo- Johnny uh, Elite. And Is someone that who else? you think it's going to be? I, I would I'm be done. okay with Johnny Elite. Hold on. I, I got, would be okay got with more. Johnny Elite. He could be a needle mover. I'd be excited for that. All right. I, I got one more. NZO and Kaz XL. I would be really upset, but at the same time, very excited. I feel like, I don't know, quote unquote, it moves the needle, but like those guys need to be on TV. 
they're not indie wrestlers. They're TV guys. Like, let them cut the well, They're currently signed to ROH. Like, they have a deal with ROH. Do they? I feel like yes. they don't. Because they haven't appeared, like, ever. Well, they appeared at a show that I was at, which is kind of weird. I, yeah, I for, like, four seconds. I think I know who it's going to be. I think it's going to be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Just because, for some reason, I have a feeling that AEW is going to push them really hard. Those of you who don't know, uh, Jungle Boy is Luke Perry's kid. And he does, he's not using that to get ahead in the wrestling business. But the wrestling business loves celebrities and their children opting to become wrestlers. And not only that, he's pretty talented. And speaking of talent, if you're not on the Luchasaurus hype train, get on quick. Because soon there's going to be no room. The dude is fantastic. I think they might want to make Luchasaurus a big guy, and having him team with Jericho and Jungle Boy against the Elite would be a really good way to make the new fan on the first ever episode of AEW's television show that, oh, wow, these guys are on the same level as Chris Jericho and the Bucks and Omega. So that would be a really good way to start building up two new stars. I, I like it, but they're already there. You know, I feel like this is... Yeah, they're already there, but I, I did, did I not tell you I was prepared to be let down? And while it would yeah. be really cool to have Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, like you said, they're already there, it's a letdown, which is why I could see it being that. You asked me who I thought it was going to be, and that's realistic enough that it's going to be those two. Right. And speaking of letdowns, you don't want to be a letdown in bed. And... I don't want you to be either, and neither does the sponsor of our show. So we want you to increase your performance in bed, get that extra confidence with BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Now, BlueChew.com brings the first chewable, the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And uh, if you know anybody that's taking Viagra and Cialis, it, uh, it works. It works. And uh, you can take it any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast. So you'll be ready when the opportunity arises. And I feel like whoever wrote this definitely wanted the word arises in there. But Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits. No awkward waiting at the pharmacy. And best of all, well, no more awkwardness. And they're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy, and who's going to complain about cheaper? And hey, Not right now, that's, for that's sure. right, and right now, let's make it even cheaper. we got a special deal. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free with the special code WPP. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's at BLUEQ.com, promo code WPP. Try it for free. BlueChew.com, the official sponsor of the Wrestling Perspective Network and the Mouth of the South Shore Radio Show. All right, and now back to our regularly scheduled non-boner talk. Oh, well, then that's not nearly as fun. Why do you got to ruin well, things like that, man? God. Yeah. Well, if you're ruining things like that, BlueChew.com. No. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's setting up to be like a, um original Nitro where Lex Luger showed up as a surprise. 
and they want that. They want to they want to give you a reason to tune in, not just hey, why don't you check out these talents, get talented guys we have, or hey, you know we have Dean Ambrose, he's now John Moxley. Which the more I hear that name, the more I think the name is stupid. By the way, of course you do. It's a terrible name. I mean, Mox. That sounds like a tough person's name, Mox. Sounds like bagel with locks. Hey, I'm Mox. I'm going to beat you up. My name is Mox. I mean, come on. That's the most charismatic you've been all night, and it was to make fun of a guy that you thought was the future of the wrestling business. How does that make you feel? And I still like him, but the name sucks. I still like the guy, but the name is terrible. And here's why. You ever see the movie Varsity Blues? Of course you're having, because you're the crab. But in that movie, the... The main character is John and Moxon, star quarterback. And that's what I keep thinking of. His name is John Moxley, and the guy's Johnny Moxon. Keep thinking, what? what is he, a high school quarterback? Like, come on. Nobody thinks okay. that way. Everybody thinks that, because Varsity Blues is a tremendous movie. It's the movie that invented the whipped cream you, 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 you go poll 25 random wrestling fans at the next, at the next convention we're at. When you think of John Moxley, you think of the quarterback from Varsity Blues. And I guarantee you the answer will not come because they'll look at us like we have dicks coming out of our faces. Nobody other than you thinks that way. I guarantee you that's not true. And it's the movie that invented the whipped cream bikini. This is not one of the great innovations of the 21st century, although the movie came out in 1999. But still, no one was going to implement it until 2000. Okay. I, I, I will ask around, and I would like are you for not, you to ask around. And I would are like you for not a you fan? to be honest about it. Hold on. Are you not a fan of the whipped cream bikini? If you're not a fan of the whipped cream bikini, I'm not a fan of yours. I would like to make that perfectly clear. It doesn't so, work, by the way. Like, okay. It's actually really difficult to make a real... Uh, I'm just letting you know. Very difficult to get a real whipped cream bikini to work. Just, I'm educating the listeners. I'm, I'm educating the <sighs> listeners. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say to that. Well, I, I think we should get back to... Uh, and. I want to bring up something. We've been talking a lot about AEW, and right now, that's just speculation. It's all in the future. We'll have a chance to talk about that. Hell, SummerSlam is speculation. It's in the future. But we got a lot of matches confirmed now. And uh, I want to know how excited you are about these. So let's just run them down, some of the new matches. We got got Charlotte and Trish Stratus. You excited by that? I'm as excited about that as I am to hear about your experimentation with the whipped cream bikini. So, not excited. Damn right. Good. Okay, neither am I. People think, or WWE must think, that, oh, we must see Charlotte on every pay-per-view. I was excited to not see Charlotte on pay-per-view. Charlotte hasn't been on a pay-per-view in a couple of months. Hold up. I know. Hold up. And I I know, and I've I've enjoyed it. For all the crap we give Charlotte, she's paid low for... Basically, since WrestleMania. I don't disagree. And actually, it's kind of freshened her up and it's freshened the product up. Like, 
absence does make the heart grow fonder. Like, I'm not 100% against this, but hey, we needed her out of the title scene, out of the limelight for a little while. It, it, she just needed the freshening. Like, she needed to not be around there for a bit. And I think it's helping. Do I want to see this match? Not really. But at least I don't feel like, oh, another one. Like, I haven't seen her in a couple months, so fine. I can deal with that. Oh, wait, Speaking wait, before of, we go. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. It is officially the beginning of the NFL season. The Hall of Fame game started six minutes ago. So happy ah. opening of the NFL season. All right, we got that, and a uh, lot going on there, of course, with the uh, the new players, with their teams, and with the the Melvin Gordon trying to make his way out, and all that fun stuff. You can listen to so, all that on Billy and the Crab. We don't got to talk about that here, but I did have to right. make a mention of the new NFL season. Well, that was my goal, is to plug your show, so how about that? Oh, well, thank you. How about it? All right, well, well let's... Uh, you know, since we're talking about two old men talking about fantasies, let's get into the next match, and that is, of course, Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler. That's a thing that's happening. I don't understand the why, and I'm obviously not excited for this match except to see Ziggler on the screen and try saying that seven times fast. It's very difficult to do. But that being said, like, the only part of this story is the fact that Ziggler has said bad things about Goldberg matches the last two weeks. And I guarantee you, Miz is going to come out, I found somebody who wants to beat the crap out of you more than I do. Here comes Goldberg. Like, that's the only build to this match. And it's yeah. not going to be good. I'm not looking forward to this at all. I don't know it's why the, it's happening. Stupid. It's the old-fashioned... Let's have a bad guy who people want to see get beat up and let him get beat up. Because at this point, Ziggler doesn't lose anything if he loses. So they're trying to make him into the guy that, you know, is kind of a jerk and gets beat up for the fans' entertainment. But I think the fans are kind of indifferent on Ziggler. I don't think they care that much about him enough to want to see him get beat up. That's my take. And I'm sticking with it. And... This comes from a place of, you know, listen, Goldberg is special to the program, but uh doesn't mean that I think, I mean, this is probably the best use for him. Let him come out, hit a couple of moves, play to the crowd, right? Not put him in like some ridiculous match with older people, but Ziggler will sell and make him look a lot better than The Undertaker did. So at least we got that. Am I excited for it? No. Could they easily do that on Raw instead of SummerSlam? Absolutely. But they're not gonna. So we'll move on. Okay, we're also going to have The Fiend against Finn Balor, not The Demon. So, that's good. I guess. Uh, but there's no reason for The Demon, like none. Because people no, not at all. are losing interest in Finn Balor and they're losing interest in him, in him hard. They must be taking that blue chew. Yeah. No, well, nobody's cared about Finn Balor. Even when he was Intercontinental Champion, nobody cared about him. And this Bray Wyatt, the Fiend character, has been on fire recently. It's incredible. I did read a theory about Bray Wyatt that I'd like your opinion on, if you will. I'm listening. I read a theory that he took the mandible call from Mick Foley, which we did talk about last week. But you notice that he put one of his gloves up to his head 
and then he hit the mandible claw. And this week, he put the other glove up to his head and then hit his sister Abigail. So it would be interesting to think about what would happen if the glove, because apparently they sort of dictate what he does, if they dictated the finishing move of his matches. Play into the crazy. I'm intrigued. If people were able to pick up on that nuance, I'm curious. I'm interested. I'm also curious how they're gonna, because he's got the you know the split personality with the the Firefly Funhouse guy who's never appeared in front of a live crowd, and then you got the fiend. And I'm wondering if they're gonna find a way to make that work somehow, like in front of a crowd. I just don't know how that's gonna manifest. But I'm excited to see Bray in a ring. Um, the word is that he was trying to change his ring music, and I think that might be a good idea. I don't know what it's going to be. He apparently wanted a Slipknot song, and he didn't get it. So we may see new music for The Fiend. I think that's a good idea. I would love to see him come out to the Firefly Funhouse music, like the we're really glad that you're our friend thing, and all of a sudden it gets real dark. Then lights go out, red lights, and then he's in the ring as the fiend. I mean, that could be interesting. I think that would be solid. Again, there's a lot of potential behind this, and I'd like to see how far they can go with it. I want to see if the fans stay behind this idea, and if they do, how far can we go with it? Can he be the champion with that kind of gimmick? Can he be in major matches with that gimmick? Like what I don't think Bray Wyatt ever needs to be WWE champion. And I didn't like the fact that he had the title two years ago. I just don't think I mean, it's necessary. I don't disagree. Speaking of, the guy who took the title from him in the weirdest match of all time will be challenging Kofi Kingston. That's Randy Orton. Why are we previewing so, this two weeks before? I'm just announcing all the matches they announced within the last week. And that's one of them. Um... The, but I'm good. This is the last one I was gonna I was gonna mention because it's there. I'm excited about it. We'll talk about it more next week. So far, I'm loving the build. That's all I'll say. Okay. So now let's uh, because I don't want to end on a somber note. So I want to shift into something a little more somber. I'm at work today, and uh, one of my coworkers is a pretty big wrestling fan. He's got his own little podcast going, and uh, he goes to me, did you hear? I go, hear what? He goes, Harley Race. I immediately, I go, oh, no, what? Harley Race died. (sighs) Tough one. Tough one. And, I mean, I never really got to watch the guy wrestle, because... He wrestled far before my time, but I feel like I have because I watch Triple H wrestle like a lot, and most of what Triple H is is a copy of Harley Race. Like, that's how good Harley Race was. So, I felt we had to mention it. I don't know if you have any, like, Harley Race stories, but I I feel like most wrestlers do. I feel like that's a guy that most of the modern wrestlers looked up to and idolized and stuff, so... This is a this is a pretty big one. Thankfully, he lived a, a pretty pretty long life. This is not a uh, 
I don't want to say it's not a tragedy, because I don't think that's the right way to say it, but certainly he passed away at 76, which is not old, but it's not young either. Not only is it not old, for a professional wrestler, that's really good. And it's sad that I could say that, but it's really good. I know. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but like, if your relative passed away at that age, you'd be like, oh, man, they were kind of young, you know? Like, you would you would say, oh, they're young, and what a shame. But in this case, maybe not. I, I mean, again, it's it's a weird thing where you're like, it's not – I don't know. Like, it's sad, but it could have been a lot worse, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds weird to say. He could have gone. He, he it could have been a Roddy Piper situation. It could have. It, it could have gone a million different ways. You know what the crazy thing about that one is because Roddy's anniversary was yesterday of his passing, and I remember when Roddy passed. Uh, they sh- I found an interview he did where he pretty much called his own death. Yeah, he said like he, he going to make it to sixty five, so he couldn't get his pension. Yeah, which which ended up being true. It, it, it's a weird thing, this wrestling world. And it's like times like these, I, I start thinking about how much do these people give for us? Like, it's crazy. Because we all hope that we're going to be around for, like, our grandkids. We're going to be old. And, I mean, I see it with – I'll get a little personal here. Gabrielle has four grandparents left, all four. Wow. God bless her. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you hope that that's going to be the case. This is a true story. I you, you can't make this stuff up. One of her grandfathers, he was just diagnosed with sciatica. You know, it's like the lower back pain. You know how he mm-hmm. got sciatica? Because he's at the, uh, you know, know, with the, he's at the one of those places, like the senior living places, where you, you get the apartment and you live with the other old people. Mm-hmm. And... He's pushing around the other old people who are in the wheelchairs. Like, he's doing manual labor. The guy is almost 90. He's doing manual labor. And he hurt us. Like, God bless him. You know, if you're at a point where you're walking around and going, hey, how can I help out? Maybe I'll push around some 200-pound old people. Oops, I hurt myself. That's a pretty good life. Like, I feel like that's not so bad. All right. Like, it sucks that his back hurts. But the way he hurt it and the, the how is like, hey, man, I hope th- I, I hope I'm 89 years old pushing people around. Don't you? Mm-hmm. We can all only hope that. And, uh, I mean, I'm just glad that, like, in my lifetime and in the lifetime that I can understand who people were, that I knew who Harley Race was. I'm glad that I know enough of wrestling history to know that. I've seen him at Hall of Fame stuff, and yeah, like this is up there with like a Dusty Rhodes and a and a Roddy Piper. Like this is a major name. It's a major name, and I'm sure you'll get a thing from WWE come Monday. I imagine so, at least, and well deserved, you know. So, 
I, I, I just wanted to uh, make mention of that. I, again, I don't have any personal stories. Never met him at a convention. Don't know anybody who has. And if they have, we haven't talked about it. So rest in peace, Harley. By the way, how cool mm-hmm. is Harley? You know, we just talking about names. How cool name is Harley? That's a badass name. You're stuck in Boy Meets World. Stop it. Absolutely. I mean, was he not the coolest guy in the world? I mean, dumb as bricks, no. but he was a cool guy. No. You're saying he? You're saying Harley kind of wasn't cool. I'm saying he's far from the coolest. I'm. I'm saying he was Harley Kiner. Wore a leather jacket. He had slick back hair. Had a, had lackeys. You got to be cool if you have lackeys. One of them. And how cool is this? You know how cool you got to be to have lackeys when one of them, one of your lackeys, has a father who is Vader. Now that's badass. I agree. But I mean, his father no, was his Vader. Father his father was Vader. Just, just because you have lackeys doesn't make you badass. Hmm. So you're saying that I'm not badass even though you're my lackey? We're going to continue the show. Okie dokie. So we got about 10 minutes left. And we've gotten into a lot of, uh, of AEW. I, I want to get into a different story. Um, again, I just saw some rumor. Um, but I don't want to address it. There is a mystery angle that they have right now with Roman Reigns. He was seemingly attacked. Some stuff fell on him. A lot of speculation as to who did it. I read about someone that may have done it. I don't know if we should address that, but who do you think they should go with as to who done it for Roman? Who who's the well, who's the I would, guy? I would like I would like to discuss how terrible, horrible, no good, very bad the production of the last five minutes of SmackDown was. Not only did they miss the phenomenal forearm into the trouble in paradise and we got like the last second of it, but they played Kayla and Roman twice. And not only did they play Roman and Kayla twice, it was so messy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of words that are appropriate to say on the air, and I can't. It was a cluster, just the camera work, and Kayla's, like, D-level porn star acting, and Roman, no. I, the entire thing, the entire production was god-awful. So whoever was in charge of that, shame on you. You bring shame on your family. You bring dishonor to your cow. Stop working for WWE and find a new profession. But that being said, I would love to see the person who was speculated, because it's been a while since we've seen a Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan match. The last one we saw was at Fastlane a couple years ago, right? Yeah, and you just gave it away, but that's all right. Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, you asked me who I thought it was. I, I, I can't think of anybody else. 
Well, initially it was uh, the word was Samoa Joe because they already had a thing going, so it would be logical. Yeah, it would be like you can only have that match so many times. I I agree. Um, and it, it would if they went that way, it would sort of be like when um Triple H and Shawn fought in two thousand two. Like Shawn Michaels got attacked, he was bloodied, and they did this whole thing after Triple H had already turned on him, and they were like, "Well, who did it?" I mean, who else would do it? Like, why would it be anybody else? In this case, maybe it is. You know, and it actually makes some sense because he's been talking about making a major announcement. Maybe the announcement was, I'm taking out Roman Reigns. Like, that actually makes sense. But it did, in, in, with the Samoa Joe thing, it did, it did hearken me back to those days. And I do like a good mystery thing. Like, I think wrestling's remembering people like mysteries. People don't like being spoon-fed everything and then going, okay, I know what happened. I guess I'll just tune in next week to see what they wrap up in a nice little bow. Like, people like to watch TV knowing I don't know what's going to happen next week. And they're going to tease the crap out of me and make me feel like I have to watch next week. Why do people watch television shows? Why do people watch Game of Thrones or whatever other nonsense shows they watch? I don't know. What, what else I would like to watch? say one other thing. I yeah. would like to say one other thing. How many days away is SummerSlam? What about SummerSlam? How many days away? Oh. Ten days? We're all, yeah. Nine days? Something, something like that. in that realm? Yep. So you're going to have the two hottest stars of the last decade. Or since WrestleMania 30. So five years. The last five years. The two hottest stars in your company. You're going to let them have a match at your second biggest pay-per-view of the year and give it one show of build. Because think about it. They only have this upcoming SmackDown to make the match. And you know Roman Reigns is going to be on the card. And if you're not dumb, you know Daniel Bryan is going to be on the card. Right. If this happened three weeks ago and they gave it proper build, this would be an incredible story. And it's still going to be a decent match because it's Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. But the fact that they're not giving this to build it deserves the two hottest acts in the company since 2014 can't get more than a week of story, a week of build, more than one show to tell what, what's going to happen at SummerSlam is stupid to me. Well, the problem is they only had, like, three weeks to work with anyway. You know, when you look at... It doesn't matter. So do it it the night after Extreme Rules or whatever the hell the last pay-per-view was. Do it then. Don't have have Roman Reigns tangle with Samoa Joe again just to have him face somebody else at SummerSlam. Then let me ask ask this question. If you do the angle where something falls on Roman Reigns that night, like that SmackDown, when do you do the reveal that it's Daniel Bryan? It's really easy to do. You have the Usos come over from the wild card, even though they're all raw. They're Roman's family. They're a tag team. They go around asking people. They come up to uh, Rowan and Daniel Bryan. They get into it because Rowan and Daniel Bryan beat them to become the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. You put them in a match to main event SmackDown the week after this happens. 
You fight, they fight. Daniel Bryan snaps, beats the living crap out of the Usos, say, and have him say something along the lines of, if you think this is bad, if you think what I did to you last week was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'll see you at SummerSlam, Roman. Boom. Okay, right so it has down. to involve the Usos. All right. Well, I, I don't mean, know that I would go that way, but... do it, no? Mm. How would you I do don't know. that? I don't know. I'm thinking about... I mean, the, I literally um... just made that up on the fly. So you it might have been of... a little rough around the edges. Right. I'm thinking of the Johnny Gargano reveal as the attacker of Aleister Black. I loved that, the way they played that out, where Aleister was out. When he came back, Nikki knew, but nobody else knew who did it. And she, you know, because she's nuts, it kind of worked. that she wouldn't tell anybody, and she kept, like, being nuts about it. And Aleister Black is just kicking everybody. He comes to the ring, and he's like, where is he? And all of a sudden, he turns around. Boom, super, you know, kick in the face. Gargano just goes, I'm right here. I just thought, I thought that was terrific. I thought it was perfect, the way that they did that. Like, we didn't have to get into some long announcement that day. It just happened. Boom, reveal. Kick him in the face. Boom, reveal. And I'm not sure how you replicate that, but that was, that's, to me, that's the way you do it. You use that as a prototype. But since we only have a couple of minutes left here, I'm not going to try to rewrite history and try to come up with it. I'm just going to leave it at that and tell you that next week we will be leading into SummerSlam. And I will tell you that we got two more shows left and then I will be missing a couple. So just getting the fans ready for that. I will. I have I have guests lined up already. We had somebody who wanted to come on tonight and then he heard that, uh, that you were behind the sticks, and he was furious with me. So when I'm behind the sticks, when I'm the man of the hour, 23-karat gold, 24-karat gold, Leo Rush style, I will have him on. I will have all of my friends from my league on, and uh-huh. it will be an incredible to the mouth of the South Shore. We might even rebrand. Who knows? Well, good luck with that. But you still, you know, we still got <laughs> our show for the, for the next couple of weeks here. And we will deliver that to the fans. Uh, and so, I say to you, I am the Mouth of the South Shore Cordova. He's the crab. Make sure to follow us on the social medias. Mouth of the South Shore Radio Show on Facebook. At MOTSS Radio on the Instagram and the Twitter. You got anything else that we need to plug? Mouth of the... No, we already did the Mouth of the South Shore. Billy and the Crab! We're on Spreaker and everywhere you find podcasts now. So find us there. Terrific. So we got all that. You can find this show in podcast form in all sorts of places, from SoundCloud and all you know, all sorts of fun stuff, iTunes. So if you missed it, download it, check it out. And until next week, I wish you a good August. I wish you a good night. And I wish you a way through the dog days of summer. Have a good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.